0: Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris.
2: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Of course, we are live on Sunday nights, Jim Paris Live. And I have to tell you that more and more of you are joining me and having a lot of fun over on our social media sites. And I'm still one of those folks that you can just be my personal friend on Facebook. I know that at some point soon is going to run out because I think you're limited to 5,000 personal friends. Um, My name on Facebook is James L. Paris, P-A-R-I-S is the spelling. You can also find me on Twitter, James L. Paris. We also have a Facebook page for our website, ChristianMoney.com. And also a website, uh, I'm sorry, a Facebook page uh, dedicated to our to my best-selling book, How to Pray for a Financial Miracle. And I correct myself, there's a, also a Facebook page, I should say, for christianmoney.com. So all of that there. Or just send me an email, jim at christianmoney.com. Tell me you want to connect, and I'll give you links to, uh, to everything. Also at christianmoney.com itself, we've got links to all of our social media. So that's the way we can stay connected. I have been doing a lot more with video, and I'm finding that I'm reaching just so many more people doing these short, like, two- to three-minute videos and putting those up on Facebook. And, uh, in fact, this week I did some work here in my radio studio. It is beginning to to transform into a TV studio. And I'm experimenting with some different types of cameras. Um, I've got, you know, a lot of money invested here in in equipment, but just trying some different types of cameras. The key thing is this. I want to be able to... When I when I want to talk about something and I want to do a video, I want to be able to just go do it in my studio here, and I've I just installed a big screen monitor, so I'm able to stand in front of that monitor, put a, a news story up there or a graphic, and then go right uh, into this. The thing is, I don't want to have to hire a crew of people, so I'm everything I'm doing is based on what can I do by myself. So I've got remote control cameras, and I've got lighting in here. I've got got everything that you really need. But um, that's the little part of it I'm still working out. You know, what is the best technology uh, being able to uh, produce these videos and put them up on Facebook uh, without any type of a crew? And I did one this week on identity theft, which has gotten uh, a lot of traction. You can find that. Uh, on my Facebook page about what the most recent news is on that, which we'll be getting into all that here uh, throughout the hour. In hour number two tonight, our guest in the guest hour is Janice Grady. Now, this is a really, really fascinating book about Scientology. Yes, Scientology. And uh, it is a book about a woman who was involved with Scientology at a very young age. In fact, at the age of 11, she was part of a group called the Commodore's Messenger Group. And these were the runners for the founder of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard. These were the actual runners that would run his messages uh, throughout the ship that they were on. And uh, she actually was one of those runners. And so she was involved with Scientology for many years, ended up leaving. And then it got really dark, and they began to harass her, according to the book, uh, private investigators following her according to the book. So we're going to get into all of this, both the years that she was in Scientology and that whole backstory. Uh, her parents were apparently royalty uh, in Scientology, uh, one of the first some of the first people to be in the movement f- from Australia. And uh, she's got a lot of firsthand stories and interactions with L. Ron Hubbard. Himself and uh, just the book is huge, a lot here, and it's uh, subtitled uh, Book One. So, you know, it looks like this is one of what could be many, many books that she is going to be writing about Scientology. Janice Grady is with us tonight in hour number two to talk about Scientology. And then next week, Carl Gallops will be here uh, to talk about uh, his book. He's the author of a book called Gods and Thrones and I heard a fascinating interview with him uh, all about Bible prophecy uh, and the return of the Elohim. And uh, wow, just some really unique things he has to say. All biblically based, I believe. I think he's right on. But just some unique things you don't hear a lot of other places. So that will be in our number two. So a lot of you know I was on the Whole Foods 30 diet. That's, and I've actually been on it now for like two months. But I, my son just came to visit on Friday night, and I decided, you know, my son is visiting. I don't really want to be on this diet, so let's make some of my favorite foods and my son's favorite foods. So I made some of my favorite Italian spaghetti, my homemade spaghetti that cooks for like twenty hours. The sauce cooks. I love it, right? But pasta is one of the forbidden foods in the Whole Foods Thirty Diet. So I, you know, went ahead and had my had my pasta yesterday, had some leftovers today, and ate that. We went out to dinner last night. Uh, Had a burger uh, with the bread, which is a forbidden food in the Whole Foods 30 diet. Um, Had a beer, (laughs) which is forbidden in the diet. And I feel terrible today. I feel absolutely terrible. Like, low energy, hard to focus. And I think to myself, man, I, I, I just think there's something to this diet. Now, I've already lost around 13 pounds so a lot of you have emailed me and wanted to know, I've kind of plateaued on the weight loss, I, I, that part of it, I, and really because I'm not being as strict about it, and I need to go back to being strict about it. Uh, but I did do something for my health this week, which I wanted to share with you. Uh, as many of you know, I, I uh, practice uh, the martial arts. I'm a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. So I go to Taekwondo two hours on Tuesday mornings, two hours on Thursday mornings, but I felt like that's not enough. I I need to do something more. So I joined a boxing gym. And so I'm going to this boxing gym, which is actually a nationwide franchise called nine rounds. And I love it. You go in there and they put you in a circuit. So the, you can come in at any time. The classes have no starting or ending time. So you just walk in and then there's a round that starts every three minutes. So, you walk in, they assign you to a station to start, and then as you work your way through, you you do 9 rounds. Thus the name 9 rounds, and it takes 27 minutes to go through the workout. And man, is it brutal. And every station is something different. So some of it's it's, you know, hand techniques, punching, you know, you're on the speed bag, you're on the heavy bag. Some of the stations you're kicking, some of the stations you're jumping rope or you're doing a plank or you're doing push-ups or burpees man is it a great workout so i'm doing that Um, I'm, I'm committing myself to do that at least two to three days a week separately from the martial arts training so we'll see how all of that goes just sort of a quick update there on some some personal things now I'm i'm continuing to get a lot of questions about identity theft what in the world is happening with the whole equifax data breach a lot of you follow the news this week you know that the ceo now has stepped down he got some like huge, you know, multi-million dollar retirement package. This is the one, this is the one thing that I, I I just hate to see. It's like even when the Wells Fargo CEO was forced out, he left with you know multi-million dollar tens of millions of dollars. It's like wow, who gets who gets fired and then walks away with millions of dollars? Where do I sign up for that? Um, but that's sort of the latest thing in terms of the corporate structure of Equifax. The organization seemingly in a meltdown as more and more uh, states and cities um, are filing suit. More and more investigations are launching. Uh, They're even looking into insider trading because the allegation is some of the executives might have sold stock before the news of the data breach was released. But there's something very unique that came out the end of the week about the data breach that you're not hearing a lot of people talk about Who could actually be behind this? I've got a good idea who's behind the data breach, and I'll tell you after this break. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. This is Radio Talk Show host Jim Paris for freesurvivalgifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love
0: Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some awesome no refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life nasa pack technology bacon fully cooked fully hydrated ready to eat right from the pack bacon or warm and served life-saving ready-to-eat bacon 10-year shelf life bacon ships free at fullycookedbacon.com fullycookedbacon.com
5: do you trust our economy How about our banking system? Our president has stated we are sitting on a bubble right now and that when the Fed raises interest rates, bad things are going to happen. Well, the Fed is raising rates here and now. There has never been a better time to turn your IRA or 401k into physical gold or silver with GSI Exchange. Call 833-GSI-GOLD. GSI Exchange can make this happen fast, and it's money you control, not the big banks. 833-GSI-GOLD. Ask about our bank failure survival guide and learn how your qualified IRA transfer can get you $1,500 in free physical gold or silver delivered right to your home. GSI Exchange has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Call GSI Exchange at 833-GSI-GOLD. That's 833-474-4653 or visit us on the web at gsi.gold.
4: Dr. Carolyn Dean wants you to have a free chapter of her new book, The Magnesium Miracle Second Edition, and it's available at MagMiracle.com. In your free chapter, Dr. Carolyn Dean explains how magnesium is essential to support the structure and function and overall health of your body. Your free chapter is your guide to learn how to support your heart, bone, metabolic, lung, and mental health with this powerful mineral. The Magnesium Miracle Second Edition is available on Amazon, but right now get a free chapter at MagMiracle.com, spelled M-A-G-Miracle.com.
0: You listening to Jim Paris Live.
2: All right, we are back. Hour number two tonight is all about Scientology, so don't miss that. So talking about this identity theft situation, this data breach at Equifax, an interesting story came across my desk from Bloomberg, and I actually talked about this in a video that I posted on Facebook on Friday. And it's interesting because the theme of this article is that the data breach was probably state-sponsored meaning a country was behind it now how do we know when a country's behind uh, a data breach or uh, you know someone that intrudes into a network there are some telltale signs um, some of it i'm not a computer expert but i can tell you that there are certain things that only countries can do that because a country can has certain a certain level of computer power and individual hackers don't have access to that level of technology Uh, denial of service attacks would be one example of that where you can have uh, such a large number of hits coming into a network or a website that it actually shuts it down Um, many times those sorts of attacks um brute force attacks as they're also called require a, a very substantial computer network and the experts can then sort of you know reverse engineer the data of what's happening to the network and can conclude you know with a high percentage of accuracy that you know what this probably isn't somebody doing this out of their parents basement this is a really big player that's the idea here behind what happened with Equifax and there's a lot of people speculating, well, what country could be behind this? Uh, many times when you think of uh, you know, a cyber intrusion and a country being behind it, a lot of times we think of Russia. And, and it is true that there are some you know, bad guys in Russia uh, that are involved with cybercrime. But in this case, I'm leaning more towards North Korea. And this is interesting because North Korea is involved in a lot of shady financial activities. In fact, when I wrote the book uh, about the Ponzi scheme, the profitable sunrise Ponzi scheme called Exposing the Ponzi Masters, I wrote that book, and there's a section of the book where I actually connect all the dots in this online Ponzi scheme all the way back to North Korea. And uh, I've been reading a lot of stories lately that North Korea... Uh, is involved with Bitcoin mining. They're involved also, which I'm not suggesting that's a scam in any way, but North Korea is scraping and fighting and doing what they can to try to get money in from every possible direction because of the sanctions that are being levied against them. Now, it's interesting because there's a couple of different possibilities here. One theory is North Korea, if they were in fact behind the Equifax data breach, might have breached Equifax's system uh, for espionage purposes. That is, to get information about certain high-level people in our government to be able to use that, possibly to blackmail them, extortion, maybe enough information that they could you know, cause some problems for some top-level people or cause embarrassment. Um, I'm not really 100% sure what they would do with that from the standpoint of espionage, but that is one possibility that is raised by some of these articles. The the other possibility is, I think, more likely, but we're not hearing much discussion about this, which is that if it is North Korea, that they just want to commit fraud um, against Americans and... They can do this, you know, they've got a lot of uh, ability to do this. They could simply capture enough data, your, your name, address, social security number, driver's license number, your account numbers, and then just wreak havoc on Americans every day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, uh, in essence, stealing money. Um, and, and I could see them doing that also, and perhaps that's the more likely scenario. I was at a seminar this weekend learning about identity theft, um, and one of the interesting things I learned, which I had never heard of before, is the idea of creating a synthetic identity. And you got to follow me on this, because this is really weird. The idea that you can take one person's name, another person's social security number, another person's driver's license number another person's address and you can combine all of those pieces of data into a new person you can actually create a new person in the credit system and instead of just completely ruining one person's life when you do that you're ruining five or six people's lives because each one of those individuals who a portion of their their data was used to create this new synthetic credit identity, each one of those five or six people are all equally now dragged into this, this whole scam and scandal. That was really interesting. I had never heard about that before. But, you know, these are the kind of things that the rogue nation of North Korea, I think, is involved in, just like I wrote about in exposing the Ponzi masters, that they are behind these kinds of financial crimes. And it is a way for them to get their hands on money and resources. And uh, one thing a lot of people don't know uh, is that North Korea actually takes some of its citizens, I guess thousands of them, and ships them out to different countries to work. And then the lion's share of those earnings come back to North Korea. So they could be setting up literally like identity theft farms in North Korea or even in different locations in different countries, you know, using their citizens. And they're always careful to send one family member out of the country and leave all the rest of the family back there so that they can't, uh, you know, they, they, they can't defect without, you know, losing their family in the process. Um, I, I personally think I'm just speculating here. I really, if this is a state sponsored deal, the Equifax data breach, I'm thinking it's North Korea. And I'm thinking it's not at just espionage. Maybe that's a side uh, opportunity for them. I'm thinking they're planning to do some major, major identity theft. I posted a story today on my Facebook uh, timeline about a 68-year-old guy in Texas um, who has been fighting uh, for the last, I think it's a year or two, um, w- with his identity theft situation. And it, they made the um, the comparison to whack-a-mole. That is, every time he solves one problem, another problem turns around and pops back up again. And it's like a never-ending issue that he's dealing with. Uh, as I mentioned last week, for those of you that want to know more about identity theft and what I'm doing, send me an email and I'll give you a recommendation on on a good program that I personally use. I will also tell you that I'm in the process of putting together a very expansive white paper, which is going to be free. And so you want to get on my email list over at ChristianMoney.com so you can be uh, uh one of the first to be able to download for free this special white paper I'm doing on identity theft, which is also going to include some information on how to lock down your personal computer and your smartphone. Uh, from uh, cyber intrusions, which is another way that they can steal your identity. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, what in the world is happening in this Twitter war now between the mayor of Puerto Rico and President Trump? We'll be back. Would it be okay if you had two paychecks instead of one? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the dead doctors don't like I and myself, want to show you how to get an extra paycheck every month, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message.
0: to jim paris live
2: all right we are back Uh, there is a twitter war going on right now between the mayor of san juan puerto rico and president trump and it's been covered pretty widely in the conservative uh, media Uh, for example you're seeing a lot posted on sites like gateway pundit and breitbart Uh, some some really kind of bizarre things apparently the mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico, is a close ally of Hillary Clinton. And as a result of that, uh, she appears to be kind of jumping the shark with, uh, her name is Carmen Yulín Cruz. She is the uh, mayor of San Juan and is, for example, one video I saw today is Geraldo Rivera from Fox News challenging her on her contention that people are quote unquote dying and apparently the stats are not that people are dying people are certainly uncomfortable uh but it looks like aid is is making its way to the island medical care um the navy uh ships are there uh, the, the all of the um provisions in, in fact one of the videos where the mayor, Mayor Cruz of San Juan, is complaining about Trump's lack of response. In one of the videos where she's claiming there are no provisions being sent, uh, she's standing in front of pallets of provisions. So it appears, I'm just trying to look at this somewhat objectively, if I can be objective here. Uh, I mean, it looks like, She's trying to politicize this. I'm not really sure that the president is doing himself any service by engaging in this back and forth with this low-level person. I mean, you know, mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico, versus the president of the United States of America. Uh, But it is interesting uh, to read some of the stories here. I mean, certainly this is a tragedy. Certainly these people need help. Um, I understand what it's like to be without power. We just went through a hurricane. Get this. They're saying many parts of the island of Puerto Rico will be without power for six months or longer. So this is really, and they're talking about the rebuilding of Puerto Rico, could take years, maybe 10 years for them to rebuild from this. And sort of the backdrop that nobody's really talking about now, I guess it would be bad manners to bring up the fact that Puerto Rico is bankrupt as well. And there's a lot of confusion that Americans, mainland Americans, have about Puerto Rico. One confusion is a lot of Americans don't know that the folks that live in Puerto Rico are Americans. Uh, They are full citizens just like us. Puerto Rico is not a state. It's a U.S. territory that we acquired in 1898 as part of an invasion in the Spanish-American War. So we, we gained uh, Puerto Rico as part of the U.S., uh, as, 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 as you know, part of our, our war uh, with Spain, and it's been sort of in limbo. You, you, I've heard, you know, during my lifetime I'm going to be 53. Many times um, you'll hear the discussion of Puerto Rico becoming a state sort of the pros and the cons of that, and are we going to make Puerto Rico a state? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to Puerto Rico. Uh, I've never been there. I'd love to visit. In fact, I've actually been looking into, like, can I get a good deal on a flight and maybe just go over there for a day or two? But uh, I'm being warned by friends that I know that actually have real estate there, have family there, do not go there yet. They're warning me to wait and maybe not go uh, for a few weeks until things kind of settle down, there's just a lot of strange things going on there, and apparently the airport in San Juan is being described as uh, almost le- de- deplorable conditions as if you're in a third world country. The airport uh doesn't have uh, air conditioning running uh, people are sleeping in there for days the bathrooms are let's just say uh overflowing <laughs> uh, it, it, as, as, as was the case with the superdome I mean i'm laughing in horror because this is I mean this is just terrible, and uh you know maybe it's a terrible idea for me to think about flying over there, but uh, I'd like to fly over there and just see you know see the island i've always wanted to do it. I honestly was a little bit ignorant about how far Puerto Rico was from Florida. I thought Puerto Rico was sort of out there with the Bahamas, you know like maybe I could get on a Flight and in 30 minutes I'd be there, but, but not the case. Puerto Rico is 1,100 miles from Florida, and that's about a two-and-a-half-hour flight according to uh, what I've checked into. So I'm learning a lot uh, about Puerto Rico. Honestly, I didn't know, well, why is Puerto Rico part of the United States? I didn't really know that, and, and so I did some research myself, reminded myself I, I know I learned it at some point in all those history classes <laughs> going through school, grade school and high school and college and all that, but, uh, you know, it, it is part of the United States. Everyone born there is a full U.S. citizen, um, but yet it's sort of in limbo, 1,100 miles out there. And you just wonder, and a lot of people are having this discussion, if Puerto Rico were a state, like let's say that this same thing happened in Hawaii, would they be getting better treatment? I, I just don't know because I don't know enough about the situation. But it looks like an armada of Navy ships has been sent there, including a hospital ship, and it looks like a tremendous amount of aid is flowing in there. Maybe part of it is just that the media doesn't have the presence in Puerto Rico like they would have, like they do have in Hawaii. And so maybe that's the big difference, that we're just not as in touch with what's happening in Puerto Rico. And in many ways, although Puerto Rico is part of the United States, It sort of has a feel of being really a different country than the United States. I know that's not the case, but it's our our territories, our U.S. territories, uh, those areas that are still part of the United States that are not officially a state, really are sort of treated like the ugly stepchild. And that's just the truth. So I don't know that Carmen Cruz, the mayor of San Juan really has a point here because I don't know much about it, but the rhetoric seems highly politicized. And the backstory is that uh, although she's not a member of the Democrat party, she does say she aligns her values with the Democrat democratic party. And also she is uh, a long time ally of Hillary Clinton. So It appears that she's politicizing this, and of course, uh, President Trump always loves a good Twitter war and is not someone to turn the other cheek, so here we go, (laughs) the latest. And then speaking of uprising, I've been following the story of what's happening in Catalonia. And and again, I'm going to start out by saying I don't know enough about this to break this down for you. That's going to be done on another show. Uh, But Catalonia, which is part of Spain, so let's use the analogy that Catalonia is Texas in the United States, and they want to break off from Spain. They want to break off and be their own completely autonomous nation. I don't understand the nuances, but apparently they are considered separate as their own separate sovereign, but within Spain. So I think the analogy would be correct to say it would be similar to a state in the United States, which is sovereign. It has its own state, you know, identity, borders, and powers, and so forth. But yet, it's part of the, the larger whole of the United States. And uh, they want to break off. So they held a referendum uh, to have a vote, and apparently the, it would be as if Texas had a referendum among their citizens to decide if they wanted to split off from the US and the uh, federal government sent in uh stormtroopers to break up the the polling places and that that's what happened apparently quite a lot of violence and uh federal police sent in uh to crack heads uh and to disrupt the polling uh, locations to stop this vote but it appears to be more nationalism it appears to be more along the lines of brexit And Europe appears to be falling apart at the seams as more and more regions want to become independent. And uh, the whole idea of one big united Europe uh, appears to be dissolving before us. More news after this. Hi, this is radio talk show host Jim Paris. And if you are like me, you hate all of those monthly bills. by more than 60 percent per year if you want to learn more about my personal war on monthly bills check out my website christianmoneyplus.com that's christianmoneyplus.com if you're just plain sick and tired of those monthly bills check out my website christianmoneyplus.com
4: Dr. Carolyn Dean wants you to have a free chapter of her new book, The Magnesium Miracle Second Edition, and it's available at MagMiracle.com. In your free chapter, Dr. Carolyn Dean explains how magnesium is essential to support the structure and function and overall health of your body. Your free chapter is your guide to learn how to support your heart, bone, metabolic, lung, and mental health with this powerful mineral. The Magnesium Miracle Second Edition is available on Amazon, but right now get a free chapter at MagMiracle.com, spelled M-A-G-Miracle.com.
1: Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. $39.95 plus shipping and handling. Use discount code GCN and receive 15% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter and get your Bug Assault today kiyosaki rogers and schiff all concur there's an economic calamity that will be facing this country my question to you is do you know when and are you prepared most people don't but my friends over at republic monetary exchange have been leading experts in precious metals to help you offset the coming economic collapse right now for a limited time they have a free book called the 10 reasons you should own gold you simply need to give them a call at 888-772-2929 to get that in your hands do not allow the insiders to do what they did to you in 2008 putting your iras 401ks and savings in jeopardy you need this book and you need it now the 10 reasons you should own gold call 888-772-2929 that's 888-772-2929 there's a reason that the largest investment banking company in the world jp morgan just purchased another 50 million ounces of silver this free book will explain it 888-772-2929 With
5: nearly 70 years of history engineering bunkers, today, Atlas Survival Shelters is still the authority. Atlas offers 18 different choices, from commercial tornado shelters to underground nuclear fallout shelters, starting at just $99.99, with 100% financing available, comfortable interiors, and state-of-the-art air filtration systems. Atlas Survival Shelters are the most popular private survival shelters in the world. Call 1-855-4-BUNKER now, or visit atlassurvivalshelters.com.
0: You are listening to Jim Paris Live.
2: All right, we are back and uh, super excited about our guest coming up in hour number two. Janice Gillum Grady is here to talk about Scientology. She'll be with us just after the news at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll be back at uh, six minutes past the hour with our guest Janice Grady. If you haven't been noticing it, it hasn't been getting a lot of news coverage, but it's starting to percolate. All of these terror attacks, which uh, appear to be burgeoning, uh, there was a terror attack in Canada. We have two deaths uh, today uh, in France. And we're starting to see a little bit of a theme here, which is stabbings again. And uh, I teach martial arts. I teach self-defense. A lot of people ask me, how do you defend yourself when someone has a knife? The best way is if you have a gun. And I'm not kidding. A knife is a very hard thing to take on. There are a lot of skills that you can pick up on and how to deal with a knife attack. But some of these guys are actually uh, wielding swords. And I mean, I don't know. Many things you can do if someone's coming after you with a samurai sword. I mean, other than running, finding something to throw at them. But, uh, I mean, ideally, uh, this is why uh, in a lot of these countries where it's a little bit more difficult to get a firearm, uh, it gives the illusion that you're safer. But I'm not sure if I'd rather just be shot than to be hacked to death or stabbed to death. And uh, we've got uh, an attack here. This is a reading here from... The Chicago Tribune. Uh, this is uh, a story uh, today from the French city of Marseille. Uh, uh, the uh, attacker reportedly shouted, Allah Akbar. And um, this was a, an attack at a train station uh, where two women were stabbed to death uh, in France. And then another attack, uh, this is from FoxNews.com. Um, this is in Canada, and uh, this involves uh, uh, some, someone uh, ramming a police officer with their vehicle, uh, jumps out, uh, and then begins stabbing. Uh, I believe it was uh,
4: uh,
2: stabs an officer, runs down pedestrians with a vehicle. And um, one of the things we're, we're, we're learning is that, uh, for example, in the Canadian attack, uh the attacker the alleged attacker is a somali refugee and um we're we're seeing more of these attacks being linked back to these refugees which which again to go back and say you know trump is right again you know that if we're going to help the refugees we need to be able to vet the refugees and the problem is the very nature of being a refugee it, you know, this, These are folks that are coming from countries that are either involved in a, in a civil war or countries that are third world countries. And it's really difficult to do any kind of a background check or even verify someone's legitimate identity coming from one of these countries. So my view on this is that if we're going to help people in these circumstances without putting our own citizens at risk, I think we've got to look to the idea of helping them at their location, you know that is not bringing them into the United States, but bringing aid to them, even if it means okay let 's get you out of the country that you 're in uh, you know let 's move you to a neighboring country and set up uh you know uh, some facilities, you know a, a military tent camp uh, and provide provisions and so forth. It would not only i think cost less money uh, to provide aid to these folks uh, you know closer to where they're fleeing from, but it would also protect us. Um, but we're starting to see, I mean, we, we had kind of a little bit of a quiet season. Uh, at least, you know, we're not hearing a lot about it, you know, as much as we were, uh, say, last year about the terror attacks, but it, it really seems to be percolating. Um, not so much here in the U.S., but, uh, you know, this, this is what terror is all about. You know, two women stabbed to death at a train station the uh attacker screaming allah akbar the man was shot to death by french soldiers i mean you can have security and if you've you know ever been to france or many parts of europe they don't walk around with just you know billy clubs <laughs> they, they do that more in england but uh in, in a train station in france you're probably seeing french soldiers soldiers with fully automatic uh weapons, uh, you know, weapons of war, uh, M-16s, that sort of thing. Um, th- that is the sort of security that they have, but yet, y- what do you do? I mean, someone who's committed to committing uh, murder, someone who makes that commitment where they're willing to give up their life is going to be able to get away with it, which is what happened here. Just a, Just a tragedy. And then, you know, people using cars, people using knives. So what we have here is, Sort of this terrorism moving to more of a low tech approach, so it's not anymore that they're using high tech or even low tech bombs like a pressure cooker bomb, or they're they're just using everyday stuff. They're they're renting a, a truck from U-Haul, uh, they're using a car, and they're they're jumping out of the car after they hit a bunch of pedestrians with a knife and stabbing a police officer. This is low tech stuff, and you can't ban cars, you can't ban knives. And they're able to do a lot of damage and have a lot of carnage. My son and I, we were talking about this yesterday. He's hes visiting, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and um, he lives in New Orleans. And uh, I'm really worried about you know, that, that week in New Orleans, the, the Mardi Gras week, which has a lot of crowds, um, a lot of people drinking, not really practicing situational awareness. And I'm really worried about situations like that, which is why I kind of warned him, like, hey, maybe you should stay away from all that, you know, because that would be a prime target. You know, I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but obviously Mardi Gras is, is a huge gathering of people, but it's not just Mardi Gras. Um, It's any number of places where, you know, we tend to think of like a football stadium or a baseball stadium. Those are hard targets. we are probably not going to see problems there. We've got, you know, people being uh, wanded and, and put through metal detectors. But we still have so many uh, locations. You know, Times Square, not, of course, during, uh, you know, during New Year's. That, that wouldn't be a target because that's a hard target at that point. But um, uh, outside of New Year's, you've got a lot of people gathering there. You've got Mardi Gras. You've got a lot of street fairs. Uh, A lot of things happening, like where I grew up in Chicago, they have a big thing called the Taste of Chicago, where literally tens of thousands of people gather in a park in downtown Chicago and and taste food from some of the biggest, you know, best restaurants in the city. Or people get together for an outdoor lawn concert uh, to hear the uh, Chicago Symphony or the Grant Park Symphony Orchestra. You know, these gatherings of people where it's open to the public because we have an open society or even, you know, shopping malls. Uh, but this is really starting to happen again, which I go back to conceal carry, conceal carry. And, and I'm, I'm a concealed weapons permit holder, pretty much carrying now everywhere I, I legally can carry. I really am thinking about it. Everywhere that I can possibly carry my firearm, I'm doing it. And because of all that's going on, I'm also care, care, uh, carrying an extra uh, magazine, You know, because I usually carry a uh, a Mustang, uh, Colt Mustang 380, smaller firearm, six rounds. So maybe I'm carrying a second or third magazine so that I can have 12 rounds or 18 rounds. Because, you know, if you're going up against two or three guys with knives, I mean, six rounds is probably not going to be enough to take, to take them down. But uh, this is the world we're living in right now. So you really have to think about this. You really got to think about staying away from crowds. And I hate to say it, maybe not going overseas. Or if you do go to Europe... Be super careful, especially if you're in crowds of people. Uh, you just really have to watch your back now. Really, anywhere that you're going, uh, because these low-tech attacks I m- mean that anybody can become a terrorist. Anybody that has a car, access to a car, or can go rent a U-Haul truck, anybody can do that, and, and use a knife. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about here. Crazy, crazy stuff. Bitcoin, as we close it out, uh, excited to see that. Uh, despite all of the controversy with Bitcoin and Jamie Dimon's comments and China shutting down some of the Bitcoin exchanges and some of the concerns about uh, other countries cracking down, quote-unquote, on Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, tonight, uh, approaching 4500 uh, making a nice move, it looks like, back towards 5000 maybe a new record. Uh, we'll see this week. Uh, I continue to hang in there with Bitcoin. I'm in for the long run. And this story, too, which I linked on my social media, there is a bankruptcy boom going on right now in the city of Chicago among African Americans. So imagine that after eight years of Obama, the very people he said he was going to help, the African Americans in his own hometown are actually filing bankruptcy now at a record rate. All right, a lot more to come. Stay tuned for our special guest. Again, on the topic of Scientology, we'll be back after the news. Hello, everybody. This is Radio Talk Show host Jim Paris for freesurvivalgifts.com. If you're a survival buff like me and like to try out the latest survival gear and gadgets, then you're going to absolutely love